Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. FixTheNation.com one more time. Okay. Boy, has it been an interesting couple of days. Um, let's start with 9-11. One, not a good day for me. For people who live in New York and were here for that time, it's just not fun. There's nothing good about that day. We'll remember. We'll never forget. It's just a painful day. It brings back everything that's wrong about life as we know it since that day. That being said, though, something very odd happened that's been a trigger. Okay? No, I'm not talking about deplorable. That was Friday. Sunday, 9-11, Hillary Clinton goes to pay her respects, her remembrance, whatever you want to call it, and she's at Ground Zero, and she's with other you know, leaders, and they're doing their, their ceremony. She's been there about an hour and a half, and all of a sudden, she's not feeling well. She's dizzy. She's lightheaded. There's the entourage to the van. There's the infamous now stumble, grab, circle the wagons, toss her in, close the door video. There is nine million versions of what actually happened, and none of them are truth because we don't know. We just have to listen to various people spew different things that might or might not be true that are conflicted by everybody else who says things. Someone says pneumonia, then Bill Clinton says flu, and they go to a daughter's apartment, the daughter's apartment, as opposed to go to a hospital. Hmm. Breaking all protocol, both DNC and her staff's protocol. Whatever. Immaterial, doesn't matter. She's not me. She's her, and she's in charge. Okay. That being said, not really about not talking about her health right now. I'm talking about the trigger, meaning that it happened. Because as of that split second, she had, I'm going to say, a fairly good standing in the polls. She had a fairly good lead in the Electoral College. She had her, you know, entrenched positions. You know, he was doing his thing, but for the most part, she kind of had, you know, she had a steady position. Okay. Then Sunday happens, and now it's just, everything's a question mark. You know, you believed her five days ago, but now everything's in question. Whatever. I don't really understand that because, quite honestly, if it's something minor, I don't really care. If it's something major, but she can still perform her duties, I don't really care. If it's something major and she can't perform, she'll have to make that decision. I don't get in other people's business. It's not how I'm built. I'll never be built that way. I want a president. I don't want a female or a male. I don't want any kind of a special you know, ethnicity or, or religion background. I want a president. I want a leader who's going to lead. I want a leader who's going to take us to a better place. I have a philosophy. I have certain ideas I'd like he or her to, to embrace and to make happen. But as long as my leader, either party, takes us to a better place and takes us forward, I'm okay with that. That's leading. 
You keep us safe. We can live our lives. For the most part, stay out of our world. Blah, blah, blah. That being said, Sunday happened. What an amazing reaction. I don't think I would have guessed it would have happened this quick, this fast, this uh, substantially. The daily tracking poll, I'm going to jump right into it. The daily tracking poll that comes out of USC, there was a 0.4% lead by Hillary Clinton on Sunday, on 9-11. The very next day, Trump spikes up a little bit and she spikes down a little bit. The very next day, yesterday, he spikes up even more and she spikes down even more. Currently, he has over a 4% lead in Hillary Clinton, and he's got that in two days. He was down 0.4, now he's up by over 4. Now, again, it's only one poll. I, and if you've listened to me before, you know I don't make a big deal out of polls. I do not make a big deal out of things, especially when it comes to September in election year. It doesn't mean very much right now. However, it is an indicator. It's a little – you ever see the movies and you've got the, you know, the Geiger counter and they get near radiation and, you know, right? That's Geiger counter, right? What's one for earthquakes? Anyway, my point is when you get near something and it triggers it, right? It might go back to normal. It might be a new momentum swing. It might be a new normal. We don't know that yet, but the change, the, the trend was absolutely spun on Sunday, and the only thing really noteworthy that happened was her health consideration and, important, how they handled it. So here's a couple of things, and this is, I kind of want to make a point of this. Timing is a very funny thing. The Washington Post, five days earlier on Tuesday, said, come on, she's healthy as a horse. This is conspiracy theory. Five days later, man, you know what? I guess it's real. We need to pursue this. Timing. She goes down on Sunday, using loose terms. I don't mean go down. Goes down on on Sunday. What happens two days later? President Obama starts campaigning. Timing's a funny thing. While she's down, can't come out, has to convalesce. Trump releases his child care plan. Gets rave reviews. Yeah, some questions about how to pay for it, but again, just another chink in the armor. What's going to happen tomorrow? Trump's going to release his updated economic tax plan. Now, see, there's some really interesting timing pieces here. And we'll be really interested to see how this sticks. But I'm going to go back to the polls just for a split second. If you look at the internals in the USC poll, because it breaks down all the characteristics, there's some really interesting things. Most ages spiked up for Trump, okay? Education 
day one, all educations spiked up for Trump. But on day two, the middle tier spiked down for Trump. Hmm. Male, female. Male went up like a rock star. Female went up, then right back down. Hispanic went up, right back down. African-American, and this to me is really interesting, went up by about, like he went from, oh, I want to say 4 to 12% in a day, and from 12 to 17 the next day. He went from 4 to 17% of the African-American vote in two days. Now, no, he's not going to get 70% of the African-American vote. But what an interesting trend. For some reason, this resonated differently across males spiked up. Women went up, right back down. The gender difference was big. Hispanic versus African-American reacted differently. The lowest income and the highest income income reacted positively to Trump. That middle income tier ticked down a little bit. Now, again, it's been two days. Don't make too much out of it. But I thought it was really fascinating. I will be very curious how this plays out in the next couple of days. I will say, I don't know if anything else is connected to it. Did they get a, you know, a good vibe out of one of the Trump rallies that played into it? You know, is there media that's playing out in the exact same time frame? But I will say this, I'm going back, back to the timing piece. She didn't just stumble at her home and somebody said something about it. She didn't. She didn't go down at a friend's house with an amateur photographer happening to catch her in happenstance. She went down and had an issue while on basically international television, right? I want you to think about that. If there's a place not to stumble, there's a place not to have a health issue, that's it. And I'm not, I'm not saying she can control it to a point. But if you're not feeling well, don't go. I will say this. And no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But I will say this. I do live in New York. I was awake that morning. I was watching it real time in New York, physically, literally in New York. 75 degrees, 77, whatever it was, and completely breezy, cool, no humidity. It was one of the most refreshing, easy, relaxed days we've had. One of those, you'd never turn the air conditioner on days. There's zero need. There's no dehydration. There's no humidity. There's no horrific weather. If you've heard anything like that, it's a complete and utter lie. And that's not a political speak. It's the reality of living in New York. It wasn't hot. Number two, not one other person that was there had any kind of an issue. Even people who, quote, unquote, have pneumonia. Chuck Schumer. Every guy there was in a jacket. Not one guy was sweating. How sunny was it? No one was, not one, not one person 
that I've seen in any picture, in any video, was wearing sunglasses, with the exception of Hillary Clinton. What are the odds? Who knew that she'd be the only pair of sunglasses in the entire event? Maybe the sunglasses made her hot. Now, I'm not saying there's a connection to something bigger and more sinister. Again, I'll go back to what I said earlier. I don't really care. If she can function, she can function. Can't function, she should drop out. That's her choice. I don't want her medical records. It does not matter to me. I don't care about, quote-unquote, their health. I care about their ability to lead. That's for you to judge. Are you comfortable with that? Can you live with that outcome? Are you going to make a different decision? But I got a tip for you. The health issue, really not her biggest concern. Because here's the interesting piece. Again, it's timing, right? Because when you get to the bigger picture, the bigger picture gets really interesting. Trump is a little like a spider that's been weaving a web. At first, you don't really see it. It just looks like, you know, a piece of string. Then there's a different string going a different direction, followed by a different string going a different direction. And as more strings go up, the web takes shape. I don't mean that he's a spider. I, it's like weaving fabric. Until you really get the cloth made, it's just a whole bunch of strands of string. It's thread. Then all of a sudden you get it together, like, oh, wow. That looks pretty sharp. That makes sense. I like that. So that the interesting piece about timing is about three, four weeks ago, Trump settled himself down, got some better advice, I guess, whatever it was. You know, call it grow a brain, whatever you want to do. And he started position papers. Here comes the economy. A week later, here comes immigration. About a week later, here comes national security. About a week later, here comes, you know, what was it, the, the inner city poverty piece of it. Um, you know, energy was tossed in there. He just released his child care. Um, he's going to update his economic and tax package. This is national security, if I didn't mention it, was tossed in there. Now, you're starting to get a larger feel for what a President Trump would want to do. Now, forget whether you agree or disagree. At least you have some substance around the personality. And to me, that's important because the personality piece, hers and his, don't really care. Again, not important to me. I'm looking for a leader. I'm looking for someone to take this country and make it better. Now, you can decide for yourself what you believe is better. But in my mind, I know what she does. I've seen her for the last 30 years in politics. I've heard her for 30 years. Her message is completely, routinely predictable. We know the beast that she is. There's no way she could reinvent herself at this point in time politically. She is who she is. For good or bad, she is who she is. And that's really good for her in a way, 
But man, does that put her in a very small box. Because she cannot get out and away from herself. Pound her with her own words as being a hypocrite. So she kind of has to double down on herself. And just understand that people are going to have to take that. But the question is, in this year, which we all understand is the year of change in election land, in election 2016, is that enough? Is it enough to carry the day? Yes, you have a flawed opponent, a guy who's never run for office before. He's never done this. He's not a career politician. And again, that helps and hurts him because he's made a boatload of mistakes. He's not a career politician. He's not this polished, finished product that she is. But I got a tip for you. I want you to think about that. She's done this for 30 years. She's a career politician. This is her only lot in life. And think about how many mistakes she's made in trying to control her world, do her world, and position herself. That's the best you have? Wow. And she has things that she cannot escape from. When she was Secretary of State, what happened? The world went on fire, basically. See, Trump doesn't have that baggage. Now, you can say he doesn't have any experience. You can say that. He's had international business dealings. He has not had to deal with foreign countries in a political way. Okay. You can say that. Now the question is, which do you want? What's that saying? The devil you know or the devil you don't? Well, if you kind of cut through that, aren't you kind of dealing with the devil either way? That's, that's, that's a little frustrating, which kind of gets me to my point of, in this day of election 2016, there's a huge chunk of the population out there. There's probably 30% of the population that just doesn't like their choices. Like, there's probably 35 to 40% that they're going to vote Hillary no matter what. You couldn't change them. She could kill somebody. Nobody would change their vote. They'd show up and they'd pull the lever. No matter what happens, that's what they're doing. He probably has, eh, I'm going to say 30 to 35% absolutely are going to pull the lever for him. No matter what happens, they're going to show up and they're going to pull that lever. That does leave a huge chunk of the population. Now, some of them have made their decision. Okay. And unless something really big happens, some of them have settled out. Okay. Again, remember that caveat. Unless something big happens. But then there's a group that really still hasn't made up their mind. They're still undecided. They might be millennials who are looking for that, that voice of the future. They might be discontented Republicans, discontented Democrats. They might be the, the Bernie Sanders progressives looking for a home. They might be people considering third-party choices but really can't make up their mind. Do I really want to waste a vote, quote-unquote, or no, do I kind of have to hold my nose and 
pull the lever for one of the major parties. There's no, there's no one that has a, a definite vote in that big chunk of 30% until Election Day happens and they actually do it. Because it is a very, very fluid election year. And let's go back to the tracking poll. That's kind of my point about timing. She has a sniffle, a cough, a dizzy spell, goes down, whoosh, she goes up, whoosh, she goes down. Now, can she recover from it? Probably. If there's nothing hugely wrong with her, she'll come back, she'll get back in the population, people settle down, and normalcy will probably go back to some degree. The question mark is, did the people she lose go one way, or the people she lose, are they kind of in flux? They went there to protect, they just simply didn't answer the phone, so other people answered the phone. Like, you don't know how this plays out. But timing is a fickle, funny thing. But the thing she can't do is get away from her history. And the thing he's been doing really well and it's been very, very understated, is the success of him weaving positions together to have more of a global platform to lean on. Because there's a lot of groups that should really be paying attention. Easy example, the inner city poverty. The Democrats have run the large major metropolitan cities for 50 years. Those metropolis cities are just Buried in poverty, in inequality, in unemployment, specifically racial poverty, minorities, okay, they have been left behind. Every time they show up and vote, they get ignored. Every time they show up and vote, they get ignored. And it just keeps recurring. Do they feel like trying a different path? Because i got a tip for you, and I'm a Republican. My entire life I've been Republican. I don't remember ever, probably since Reagan, anyone ever making even an approach to deal with inner-city poverty the way Trump has. And I'm not going to tout my own horn, but I did a show on the National Urban League Days before he did his inner, inner city poverty thing. The Main Street Marshall Plan, I was on that. I happen to agree with it in principle with goals. I just want to change their, their method of getting to it. We can fund it. We can do this. We can make an impact. But he's got to sell the message the right way, and he's got to be sincere, and he's got to follow through. Because I don't need a leader who's not sincere. I don't care what party you're from. You sell me a bill of goods and I sign off on it, you better damn deliver. And I think that's true no matter what color you are, no matter what religion you are. I think that's how voters feel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my trust in you, do your best for me. I'm going to put my trust in you, do the best for America. Okay, I didn't like you, but you sold me on that, so I'll sign off on this. But remember what you said about whatever it is, immigration, about energy, about tax reform, whatever it is, whatever your thing is, or your collection of things, or your overall premise in how you want them to go deal with things. 
timing's a really funny thing. I'll be very curious how these polls start to play out. The races have really tightened up and gotten Trump favorable in a lot of battleground states. Ohio, Nevada, Florida come to mind. He's looking much, much better in places like New Hampshire and Maine. Even North Carolina is looking better. Be very curious to see where this plays out in, say, the next week. After some of this dust settles, let her get back on her feet, so to speak, back on the trail. But there's another thing. Again, timing's a funny thing. You've got the Obama factor now. Bill Clinton does not, he, he does not, he's not awe-inspiring to me. The best campaigner I've ever seen in my lifetime is Barack Obama. He was a horrible president on a policy front. I, don't, I do not agree with what he did, how he did. I don't like what he did for us or to us. Okay, I've not been shy about that. I respect the presidency. I do not like the job he did for us. I'll be happy when it is over, and we can turn that page and go on to a different president. That being said, though, master campaigner. He doesn't play around. This guy knows how to sell things. He loves campaigning. It's his sweet spot. Think about what he's done his entire life. Community organizer, senator, president. He, just, he loves talking to people. I didn't say he liked getting things done. He just likes talking to people. He can sell you that he has a better way. So I'll be really curious to see what his impact on this race is. Again, remember the timing piece. That huge spike up with the African Americans with the Trump vote, but now entered Barack Obama. Does that bring them back to the Hillary side? And again, remember something. Not all people are created equal. There's no such thing as talking to, you know, Hispanics. There are different versions of Hispanics. Right? You can't just paint them with one brush or African Americans or any religion, any race, any color, etc., any age, any demographic. So do you get a certain chunk but not another chunk? Does it put, put kind of a, an odd dynamic in play? Because remember, I'm not sure if Obama can reel in the inner city poverty type African American. But maybe he can. Maybe that's his stronghold. Don't know. Because didn't he forget him for the last eight years? Sure did. But whatever. That's, that's for them to decide. Right? But here's, a, again, just a silly question. She's down for a couple of days with, quote, unquote, pneumonia. Nothing bigger than that. Okay. You don't think people are going to be watching her like a hawk now? How many days do you think she'll work between now and the debates? On the 26th, by the way. So if you have 12 days left, do you think she'll work eight of those 12 days? I'd be stunned if she did that. She hasn't worked eight out of 12 days in a year. That's not what she does. She'll work two. She'll take two off. She'll do something, a fundraiser, take two off. She 
she's not a real high octane person. She does not really committed to this. He works like a madman. This guy's out every single day. And I will speak for what I do. As a voice on the radio, I got a tip for you. I made a commitment. I was going to do 100 hard days of the election. I couldn't do it. I got through a few days, and I was just gassed doing a show every single day with emotion, with ferocity, with passion, with intellect to bring it. Whew! Now, granted, he has an easier life than me. He's a billionaire. But the point's still the same. He still has to go out there and do his thing. And he can't ever miss. I can't. Who am I? He's on prime time stage. And so is she. And that's when she went down. That's the concern. So from a timing piece, be very curious to see how this plays out. But remember something. The battle now is for the future. And the millennials and the independents are the side selection. And there's two ways to go. Bigger government with bigger costs or a different path. We have a lot of work to do to reset America, to reform a lot of different policies. A lot of things. And I don't think an establishment candidate gets that done. In fact, I'm going to say it's stronger. I know an establishment candidate like Hillary Clinton cannot get that done. We need someone like Trump for the future of America. God bless. Have a good night.